Thanks for joining Cornerstone for our message of the week. We hope you'll be inspired and encouraged. To connect with our church family and to watch our services live, download our app today by texting Sparks Will Fly as one word, app to 77977. That's Sparks Will Fly app to 77977 or by visiting us online at sparkswillfly.cc. I want to read something out of the Passion Translation of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 40. We've been reading this chapter a lot. But I want to read a couple of verses. Starting in verse 3. It says, a, th- a thunderous voice cries out in the wilderness, prepare the way for Yahweh's arrival. And make a highway straight through the desert for our God. Every valley will be raised up, and every mountain brought low. The rugged, the rugged terrain will become level ground, and the rough places a plain. Then Yahweh's radiant glory will be unveiled, and all humanity will experience it together. Believe it, for Yahweh has decreed. For Yahweh has spoken His decree. Read it again. A thunderous voice cries out in the wilderness, prepare the way for Yahweh's arrival. Make a highway straight through the desert for our God. For every valley will be raised up and every mountain brought low. The rugged terrain will become level ground and the rough places a plain. Then, then Yahweh's radiant glory will be unveiled and all humanity will experience it together. Believe it, for Yahweh has spoken His decree. I just want to exhort us just for a few minutes that every generation before me, the ones that are coming after us, has been building this road. They've been building the, this road, and our job is to make that road wider, larger, so that the next generation can run clean upon it. And notice what he says that the high places will be brought low and the low places will be brought high. So I want to preach this morning or just exhort just for a few moments about being able to see. I feel like the Lord, I've been asking this and we, we, we talked about this on, Wednesday, this on Wednesday night. If you didn't watch the live stream on Wednesday night, I mean, it was really good. Uh, and I was the one doing most of the preaching, but it was really good. And, um, but we talked about the kingdom. We talked about the kingdom message. And I'm telling you that we're in a shift in the church. There's that this has just not just been just church has been isolated. There's a lot, there's a lot going on in that. And I could, I could talk a lot about that, but I'm just telling you that I believe that we as a church have got to shift the way we're doing things. And one of the things that we need to pray is that Ephesians chapter one, that God will give us eyes. He will open the eyes of our understanding. Now, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 27 says, by, fo- by faith, Moses forsook Egypt. Other words that, hey, he didn't, he, he, Moses was living a high life. He was in Pharaoh's house, raised us uh, up, up in Pharaoh's house, but he forsook all of that by faith because the Bible says he seen 
He's seen him who was invisible. And I believe that God is raising up people that are seeing things that are invisible to other people. See, a lot of people just going to continue to see the churches the way it was or the way that Granny's always had it. But there's other people starting to cry in the wilderness saying, hey, man, we got to make a change. We got to make a shift. What we've been doing, it's not been really great. You know, I was listening to a guy the other day that, uh, and he said one of the things that God shut the church down because we've got, he's taken away all our props. We have lights, we have smoke machine, we have great music, but they're never meant to be our props. Nothing is never meant to be a substitute for the authentic presence of God. That's what changes our lives. So by faith, Moses began to leave this place of comfortability for a place that was uncomfortable because he seen what no one else was seeing. And I believe that God is trying to give some people some eyes in the South that see what nobody else is seeing. Other words, there's a voice of one crying in the wilderness. Notice when John was one crying in the wilderness, there's not a crowd always gathered in the wilderness. It takes someone to go out, to leave the path that's willing to make the, the path that really is less traveled. Uh, Rick Pino sings a song called Pioneer. It says many would have many adjourned, but it takes someone to pioneer path so that others could follow. And so John was doing this, but he came a voice. He became a voice of one crying in the wilderness. I want to mention two people this morning. I want to read something out of Mark chapter 15. Mark chapter 15, verse 43, verse 42. Evening was fast approaching, and it was a preparation day before Sabbath. So a prominent Jewish leader named Joseph from the village of Ramah, the new King James going to say Joseph of Arimathea, courageously went to Pilate and asked to have the custody the custody of the body of Jesus. Joseph was highly regarded member of the Jewish council and a follower of Jesus who had focused his hope on God's kingdom realm. I want to focus your attention on that. Joseph was a highly regarded member of the Jewish council in the Sanhedrin, but his focus was on the hope of God's kingdom realm. So in other words, what I want to talk to you about, this is the point I'm trying to get across. It's kind of difficult in an empty room here, but that God is wanting, we, we cannot continue to invest our time and labor on things that are going to be brought down. We must have eyes to see what is in a lowly state that God is going to elevate in the days of head. And so if God's going to, if we cannot longer use our props or our smoke machines, we've got to start begin to have eyes to see things in their lowly form and start investing in that. Now Joseph of Arimathea was a wealthy businessman and, and most people, he came and asked for a dead body friend. He came and asked for the dead body of Jesus, but he had hope in that dead body of Jesus that God's kingdom realm was going to be established on the earth. He simply took it and asked and put it in a tomb. I want to read this right here. Luke, Luke 23. I want to read you the account that Luke writes about this Joseph of Arimathea. Oh yeah, yes, oh Lord, give us eyes to see. Give us eyes to see. Verse 50, there was also a member of the Jewish council named Joseph from the village of Ramah, a good-hearted, honorable man who was eager for the appearing of God's kingdom realm. He had strongly disagreed with the decision of the council to crucify Jesus. In other words, there was something in him that was breaking rank with the rest of with the rest of the crowd. And he came before Pilate and asked permission to take the body of Jesus and give a proper burial. And Pilate granted his request. 
So he took the body from the cross and wrapped it in winding sheets and linen and placed it in a new unused tomb chiseled out of solid rock. I feel like the Lord is saying this morning he's going to use some people to prepare the body and this is not going to be an easy task. We're going to have to chisel out some rock. We're going to have to chisel through the rock of religion. We're going to have to chisel through the traditions of men. But if we can chisel through this in this next season, I'm telling you, we're going to see signs, wonders, and miracles come to the church like we have never seen. I'm talking about since the days of Brandon, since the voice of healing. We're going to see cancer healed. We're going to see blind eyes open. We're going to see deaf ears open. We're going to see the dead get up and raised. Friend, I believe this with all my heart that God is raising up Joseph of Arimathea all throughout this region that can look and see it in the lowly form and say, hey man, I know he looks dead. I know that it looks like all hope is gone, but I'm telling you there's coming a resurrection and it's coming three days from now and God's kingdom realm will be on the earth. I want to go to Luke chapter 2. What does this shift look like? One of the things I believe it looks like is we've spent great time and energy on building the edifice, building the building, and we spent little time on building the people. The focus is not being on building buildings because God doesn't dwell in temple made with man's hand. Know ye not that ye are the temple of the Holy Ghost. We got to begin to build people. And we got to build, begin to build people with not the gospel of salvation, but the gospel of the kingdom. Letting the people know that Jesus Christ, the hope of glory, is on the inside of you. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. It dwells in you and it will quicken your mortal body. So look at this. I'm talking about having eyes to see. And one of the things that I believe the shift in the coming days is people are going to say, I believe the ones that are shifting into this true kingdom message and this true discipleship, even moving into small groups, even seeing the rise of home churches, which will never do away with the corporate setting. But we've got to realize that we cannot, we cannot disciple people by gathering them on Sunday morning, giving them an hour's worth of worship and 35 minutes to an hour's worth of teaching and telling them to go back. We've got to learn how to gather in small groups and begin to exchange life together. And to a lot of people that said, why would you grow the church down? Well, Gideon grew his church down, but he's seen a mighty outcome. Come on, it's not about numbers. We can put a lot of numbers in the Falcon Stadium, but it doesn't mean we can move someone. I'm telling you this, one person that is holding the truth is one is more valuable than a, than a whole company of people that will compromise the truth. One person holding the truth of God's word in their heart, uncompromising is greater than an army that will compromise the truth in the days of head. Luke chapter 2. As they came to the temple, I'm in verse 25. To fulfill this requirement, an elderly man was there waiting. A resident of Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. He was a very good man, a lover of God, who kept himself pure in the spirit of holiness and rested upon him. Simeon believed in the in the imminent appearing of the one called the refresher of Israel. My God, how we need a refreshing. How we need a reformation. God, we need a reformation, Lord. We need a transformation, Father. A transformation of the church. This has got to take place in the church before we're ever going to see it in our communities, friend. 
This has got to take place in the leadership. The leadership of the church has got to become unsatisfied with just good church on Sunday, friend. We've got to start making an impact. Listen, the refresher of Israel, for the Holy Spirit had revealed to him that he would not see death before he saw the Messiah the anointed one of God. For this reason, the Holy Spirit had moved him to be in the temple court at the very moment Jesus' parents entered to fulfill the requirement of the sacrifice. Simeon cradled the baby in his arms and praised God in prophesying. What I'm trying to get you to see, you got to take this and bring this into our, our, our time. we got a couple of church members that are about to hold a baby. They, Mary and Joseph comes into the temple and Jesus is a baby in their arms and, and Simeon picks him up and the first thing he says, Lord and Master, how do you see Lord in a baby unless you have eyes to see what no one else is seeing? Everybody around just saw that as a baby but Simeon had prepared himself. His name means one who hears. I'm going to tell you something, friend. God is speaking something fresh in this day and time. We don't have to become echoes. we got to become a voice. A voice is one that is standing there with the ear to hear what God is saying and proclaim it in the earth realm. We got to quit echoing what God did in the 50s and the 60s. I appreciate it, friend. It fills me for today, but I'm alive in 2020 and I need God today like never before. I need God in my family. I need God in my business. I need a fresh move of God in my church. I can't gather back again the way I gathered in 2019. We've got to gather with a fresh expression of true kingdom authority and power, knowing that our God owns a cattle of a thousand hills and he sits at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and I. Simeon looks at this baby and says, Lord and Master, I am your loving servant and now I can die content for your promise to me has been fulfilled. With my eyes, with my own eyes, I have seen your word. The Savior you sent to the world, he will be glorified for your people Israel and the revelation light for all people everywhere. Mary and Joseph stood there, awestruck over what was being said about their baby. Simeon then blessed them and prophesied over Mary, saying, look at this. This baby holding in, she's holding a baby. He's got eyes to see what no one else can see. See, most people would look at a home gathering with 10 people and say, well, he just don't have an anointing. You know what I'm saying? He don't have a great anointing because, look, he's not standing in some great grandeur church service or, or something like that. But let me tell you something. I believe the life that is going to be exchanged in those small gatherings will reach far more than a decade sitting in a large gathering. We have got to begin to invest in the low that God's going to exalt in the future. We have got to get our time and our talent away from what's coming down in the days ahead. A painful sword. He prophesies over it and says, A painful sword will one day pierce your inner being, for your child will be rejected by many in Israel. And the destiny of your child is this. He will be laid down as a miracle sign for the downfall and resurrection of many in Israel. Many will oppose this sign, but it will expose to all the innermost thoughts of their hearts before God. Looking at a baby, Simeon, like Moses, had eyes to see the invisible. 
God wants to give us eyes to see the invisible. Some of you that are business owners, I'm telling you, just like I read in Sean Boltz's book, Breakthrough, he said a lot of people are trying to look for models. God is saying quit looking for a model and become the model. Let me tell you where the model's found. The model's found in your prayer room, friend. If you'll get along with God and say, God, download the blueprints of what you want to build in this region. And I believe that those that have ears to hear are going to begin to hear things. It's going to look crazy to the world. It's going to look crazy to some of your family members. I've been looked at as crazy by my family my whole life, but there's something on the inside of me that I could never set back and drink the cup of religion, friend. I've tasted and I've found that he is good, and I can never settle for just some church service, friend. I appreciate the Sunday gathering, but I'm telling you it goes deeper than that. We've got to get the church. We've got to get the church where we think that we have a meeting one day a week, friend. We need to meet God every day of our lives, friend. Come on, somebody. His mercy is found new every morning. God wants to take us deeper. Last thing I want to say is David raises an army, not when he's in the palace. Kings live in palaces. But there were some broken, untrained, in debt, rejected men that saw something in David at a lowly place. Even when he was in the cave of Adullam, they said, there's something about this man. There's something, he's different than anybody I've ever been around. When he speaks, something comes alive in me. And I know everybody may say he's a failure. He never go nowhere. But I believe this man's destined to be in the palace one day. And I'm going to live with this man in the cave. And the Bible says those that joined himself in 2 Samuel 23, David developed them into mighty men. I'm telling you, we're about to build some things in this region that the church of Mark had to say, that boy's lost his mind. He's crazy. He's left everything he's known. But I promise you this, in the next decade, God's going to begin to exalt the lowly places and the small places and the rural places of the wilderness. Why? Because we've become a voice. We've left the echo and become a voice of one crying in the wilderness saying, coming behind this church that's going to that's going to bring the fullness of the kingdom my god i'm excited couples to give us eyes to see so father i pray this morning let us by faith let us by faith leave pharaoh's house let us by faith begin to walk out let us by faith step out of the boat if it's you God give us faith to step out onto the waves and begin to walk on the choppy waters Father if it be you calling us to small it down and to get into small groups when everybody else is wanting to build big everybody else is wanting to tire of Bible look at what we built look at what we've done look at our Instagram followers look at our stuff you know what I'm saying hey I know the internet keeps dropping but it don't change the message friend come on somebody it doesn't change the message God has placed us, Cornerstone family, as a voice of one crying in the wilderness in this region. We've got to build. We've got to build. And we've got to make the crooked places straight and the high places level. God's going to let us see some things that I have not seen, nor ear has heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things in which God has in store for them. Father, we thank you for this day. This is a great day to be alive. Father, I thank you that you destined me to be alive and to be here in this community in this time and this season. Father, I pray that you would strengthen our feet like Habakkuk. You said you strengthened him like the hind's feet of a deer. 
Lord, strengthen our legs. Give us strong leg muscle to chisel something out. Joseph of Arimathea, he didn't agree with the rest of his brothers when they was crucifying the Lord. Some just saw him as a prophet. Other, others saw him as a prophet. Others, some of them saw him as a thief. Others saw him as a troublemaker. Joseph of Arimathea was sitting there saying, that's the king of glory, and I don't agree that we should crucify him. But even though Pilate give me his dead body, I know the rest of the people say he's dead, but let me tell you something. The kingdom of God's in that man, and he's going to rise on the third day because he's destined for greatness as the son of God, that's the king of glory. Let me hold his body. I'm going to put him in a tomb. And I'm telling you right now, he had eyes to see, but nobody else saw. So I commend people like Damon, who's left the national platform to go live in the woods and look in a camera and say what God is saying. Because I'm telling you, the lowly areas will be made high, but the high places will be made low. God's going to make the high places of politics low. We're going, to see a, we're going to see a humbling come to the politicians in this nation that have gotten wealthy off the backs of the people that are crooked. I'm telling you, we're going to see it, friend. We're going to see the seven mountains. We're going to see the mountain of the house of God be established above all the mountains of the house of the world. God's people are going to be set on a hill. Come on, somebody. I believe this with all my heart. I'm not a guy that is waiting on the rapture of the church. I believe God wants the kingdom of God to come through the church on the earth. I'm not waiting to go nowhere. Heaven's already showed up. I'm announcing you this morning that the kingdom of God is at hand. If you need healing, it's at hand. If you need deliverance, it's at hand. Whatever you need this morning, friend, it's at hand. It's within your grasp. So, Father, we bless this region. We bless the men. We bless the 7,000 who've not bowed their knee unto Baal. That is all throughout the South. God, you're doing something. And Father, we want to be a part of it. So let us be like Simeon, one who hears. And give us eyes to look at it in baby form and say, I'm telling you, that's no baby right there. That's the king of glory. That's God himself crying out in a manger. That's God. That's Yahweh. Give us eyes to see men like David, who may be in a cave, who may only have just a couch in their home and the word of God open. But there's something about that man that has the ability to transform us into mighty men. Listen, friend, God bless you. I'm sorry for the failure of the internet this morning. We're going to continue to work at it. We're not giving up. We will get it fixed, whatever it takes. We will get it fixed. We look forward to seeing you. The 17th, and we're going to worship God. Those that are concerned, you know, I, I, we, we will do every measure we can to protect this building, to protect your life. Hand sanitizer, we'll sanitize the building. Friend, I'm not worried about a virus this morning. looking forward to gathering back together in the mighty name of Jesus God bless you we look forward to seeing you soon tune in Wednesday night we'll be preaching the word God bless you friend we hope you enjoyed our message of the week thanks for joining us 
Our passion at Cornerstone is our family atmosphere built on deep relationships. We want to connect with you. Please take a moment and download our app and connect with us on social media to stay updated with all things Cornerstone. We pray you have a wonderful week.